1: You know, when I was driving into work here today in Seattle, which it feels like outside, it's the first time I've heard the uh, Steve Ballmer presser from yesterday, (laughs) where they were—you know—the Clippers are moving into a new arena, and the man was excited about toilets. Uh, I, Steve Ballmer, is kind of goofy. Think about this. Kinda. Think about this, Jimmy. You have to track down the uh, cut.
0: Yeah, I heard that, and I was like, we got
1: to get that because you got a guy who who you know, was part of founding a major technology company. And he kind of is a little dorkish, but he's a guy that is like super passionate. His excitement for the amount of toilets in their new arena, he is my spirit animal today. (laughs) I'm like, you know what? If we could all be that excited about toilets, just imagine how different America would be when you could have... More than three times the NBA average of toilets in your house.
0: It's the little things in life. It's the little things in life. Do you remember when Baxter opened and they had the, uh, the student gathering to flush the toilets? Oh, yeah. That was a big deal. People were excited. It's like, oh, my gosh, this is really happening. Now we all get to go flush the toilets because that is actually going to be beneficial to the plumbing. So let's make a thing out of it. Do you think Ballmer is going to do something with the fans? Oh, yes. You have to, right? Like every new arena
1: that opens, or I remember in U.S. Bank Stadium as well, and the amount of toilets they have in Minneapolis, Mm -hmm. is they had a ceremonial flush just to check the system, to make sure that it could handle it. But just a (laughs) a, a guy who is worth an enormous amount of money just gets excited over like the simple things. Mm -hmm. You see him at the Clipper games, how excited he gets, and he turns into a meme. I'm like that is refreshing. Now we scrutinize a lot of things, but for a guy to be that excited and you like, it's like genuine excitement over the toilets. Now he's also a very smart man. That any of us that are significant other, we go to a sporting event. If the toilet situation for a female is bad, men, you're not going to have much fun. You're not going back to that sporting yeah. event with your significant other, and you're going to hear
0: about it right away too. So. The whole way home. that was disgusting. Okay, it's a bathroom. Or you have to wait in line forever.
1: Like, guys, we're, yeah. we're good. We're, we're in and out. I'm, yeah. I'm Team Trough. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in, you're out. You know, you, you made a little conversation, whatever. But you don't stand in line usually as long as, as women do for bathrooms. No, not at all. But any any venue, and it's not just sports venues, any venue that takes care of the female restrooms, you are going to be a winner and you're going to get yep. returned customers. Mm-hmm. So he's smart in that way. But, man, I... I think we should all be excited about something nice and simple in our life today, as Steve Ballmer was about toilets. We're talking about toilets, man. Toilets. We're not talking about the Clippers and their struggles and what is Ty Lue going to do to turn it around. We're talking about toilets, man. Toilets. That, that
0: used to be a Clippers metaphor for many, many years. <laughs> yeah.
1: Hey, be, take, take Michael Ole Candy's uh, name out of your mouth, man.
0: Other than Steve Ballmer's wealth, which is significant. We could all be a little more like Steve Ballmer. I mean, obviously, we would love to have his wealth. But for most people in the 1% that probably don't sweat the little things, not only does Steve Ballmer, he doesn't sweat them, he embraces them. And that is the perfect example of, I, I like how you used spirit animal, or Steve Ballmer just being a guy that he could appreciate and just say, yeah, all right. I can, I, can understand, I can understand your enthusiasm of other things that people just don't get fired up about. But yeah, it, it's exactly what that reminded me of, was I, I made sense when it was explained to me about the, the, the plumbing situation, the ceremonial flushes, and you know, how that actually is you know, quite the necessity. How you can make a big deal out of it when they did it at Baxter Arena. I'm like, wow, people are actually excited about doing this. Okay, the students, they're getting yeah. an engagement here. And then you know, to the NBA level of the major arena level, at a billionaire, like just absolutely floored by the amount of crappers they have. It's just great. That is just fantastic stuff that we need more of. I think they'll be warm and comfortable. You think you have, uh, I think they'll have boudets. I mean, at certain parts of the sweet arena, level, yes, sweet level. Yep, the sweets maybe a bodet. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm a very refreshing. Team trough guy. I know it could be uncomfortable for young men. Uh, it could be uncomfortable for older men. It could be uncomfortable for <laughs> men, know. period, you know, if you don't have the proper splash technique. But I am team trough. I am in and out. Can I tell you...
0: I'm not a guy that's going to spend a lot
1: of time in the bathroom.
0: I have, hey, what do you think of the team this year? I have witnessed. I am I don't want to name names, but I feel like to make the story really pop, I have to at least give you some major hints, so... When I worked in Columbus, Ag Park, we we would have the uh, the horse racing on the weekends. It was such a fun time, and they had the big troughs. It's a it's a very sort of outdated um, facility. Ag Memorial Stadium, yeah. Uh, there was a very well known. If you follow the world of boxing, and you knew of a guy who uh, found his way in Columbus for a little bit, um, Tyson. <laughs> that would that would have been pretty. Impressive. Like actually. Tyson would probably go and hide in Columbus, right? It wouldn't shock me. He was an Omaha before the face ago, uh, tattoo. Yeah, yeah. Uh, w- one of those gentlemen uh, had maybe got overserved that night. Uh, found his way uh, basically in the trough as he was uh, passing out. Uh, took three men to pull him out of really having a problem. Um, you know what flows in a trough? Uh, he was. Yeah, good. I don't know. Good amount of his upper body was uh, was I, I saw one of those was dudes engulfed at a in the KU football game once. Yeah. I don't think he'd come back from that. No. It, it was tough, but yeah. if you knew if you knew him and you knew kind of what he was dealing with, people were very quick to help him and people were able to sort of dismiss it and just be like he deserves it. Not he deserves it, but like more of a ah, poor guy. Well, guy. Yeah. Poor I guess, guy just fell in the trough.
1: I'm just man. hoping a lot of people there at the horse race track in Columbus were not going, hey, we've all been there. <laughs> yeah, that that because, would be a bad thing. Because it's probably a very small fraternity of guys that have passed out in a trough.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, yeah. now did did use of the trough cease, or did people continue? Oh, people
0: continued. But you got to go. It was a Friday night at Ag Park in wow. Columbus, man. Busy night of horse wow. racing, and there was a line. Apparently. People kept going. Wow. Apparently, this guy was not a very popular
1: citizen of Columbus. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to like, help a brother out if he's, he passed like, out
0: in a trough. It wasn't like people were; they weren't whizzing on him while he was in there. No, but they, they were know, considerate. but it was sort of cut off from the section that he was occupying. You know, people people were courteous to stay away from that neighborhood. But then once he vacated, they went right back to it. It wasn't like closed. It wasn't like a crime scene. See, that's what happened at the football game. Is that they yeah. were kind of they actually just slid him down the trough. Yeah. The end. so you 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 allowed the maximum amount of uh uh of pee yeah without like dragging him out of there because people are like well that's not my problem R- right it's like well i still got a pee i'll just avoid this area and then as soon as it, that it area came someone, open boy the, the line started moving quick again too because then you had like three other spaces now that were available but like you're saying it's not like people are making long conversation in and out yeah all right go And go. I just got a little bunch of inebriated people. NFL
1: games have, uh, NFL bathrooms are a little bit different. People are pretty fired up. They want
0: to talk. They really want to have a conversation.
1: Yeah, I mean, you run into people you know. Like, I'm thinking state basketball tournament. Who am I going to run into in the bathroom? You know, the Pinnacle Bank uh, bathrooms, depending on what level you're on. Ran into Darth Raider once. A little bit small. Who? Darth Raider.
0: The Darth Raider. The Darth Raider. wow. Wow. What? Like, if you run into him or like, we were talking about the Bucknuts guy not too long ago. Or the um, there's the big Chicago Bears guy has like the, you know the, the where's bear, the, the bear, cloak. bear uh, costume the bear. He the, yeah he's got the he's like got his, his the face fridge. in the bear like having just a normal conversation if they're standing in the bathroom line with you like that's something I think that's something mm-hmm. I don't know how I would respond to whatever they might be saying I don't even think I would maybe initiate the conversation but if they wanted to talk to me I would listen I just don't know how I would process that just giving you uh, the get up.
1: on your phone guy when you're standing
0: in the bathroom line um no 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 because you gotta be is i guys mean like germs well not even that well no you're setting so setting yourself up for something bad to happen the worst to thing phone. is you're looking at the phone see i don't even think of that i'm looking at the phone and all of a sudden something draws my attention to it and it's my turn you know how I many people you're pissing off behind you no you gotta be moving yeah but i'm multitask i can i can do both at the same time <laughs> i can text and <laughs> Are you one of those guys that uh, does the business and texts? Because that's weird. When I see people next to me that weird. are... I think it's weirdly impressive. That's uh, multitasking. When they're, when they're peeing and they've got the, uh, the... You can clearly see they have the phone because they're trying to keep it away from maybe the, the splash zone. Yeah. They've got their phone and they're still like Texans. Like, That can't, can't wait. Like two minutes. Beef even. Two minutes would be a very lengthy... I don't know if I got a thought. I, don't know if I got a text. <laughs> just, <laughs> you just hope that you don't hit the camera and you take a picture. Yeah. Of the you're, you're Sending something out, you shouldn't be. That's what I always assume. Someone's doing. I'm like, they got their phone. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm sh- I'm assuming you're texting or you're scrolling. But how do I know you're not just taking a picture of yourself taking them? Like, sorry, it's November. November. Yeah. Nobody's getting any pictures. I'm not, I'm not into that. Well, I hope not. But I mean, some people may not know you. Like, what does this guy okay? say?
1: Enough people know me that I'm probably in, in your. Inbox with a text, you're probably not getting that from me. You might get something else, but probably not of me. Like, wow,
0: I got an, I got a photo from Sharpie. That's now, not now all I can common. think
1: of is the uh, the scene from Porky's. <laughs> 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 all
0: right, welcome uh, in, everybody. It's a
1: hump day. It's the uh, 8th of uh, March. Quit it, There's girls.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> How come that does not air more? Porky's is one of the most no forgotten... Kidding. I, I I think it's... I mean, you can't you, you can't air it on normal
0: television, no. but no, it, it would be yeah. In this day and age,
1: God, we went through we went through a stage of some dumb humor. Oh yeah, just some absolutely dumb humor. Do you feel like I think Animal
0: House sort of overwhelms or overshadows Porky's because they were because they, they were kind of in the same time. I don't know exactly years, but they were like right around the same time, were they not?
1: Uh, I think Porky's, Porky's was a little bit after. Was, was it after I believe. Okay. And so, not far because uh, Animal, Animal House is ha- 78. Yeah, because uh, John Belushi, it's uh, the anniversary of his death was on Sunday. Oh man, how good was John Belushi that young kids found a way to watch Animal House mm-hmm. because
0: he was such a genius? Yep, as a uh, comedian. How many people? I mean, I i don't know if I see him as much, but still wear the sweatshirt, it just says college. <laughs> it's like iconic, but yeah, Porky's or, Porky doesn't get enough run. Enough conversation. Or people that went
1: out for the Oregon-Nebraska game went and found where Animal House was shot. Yeah. Out in Oregon.
0: I remember reading something about that. Hmm. I did not know that. I like that.
1: It is a big, big basketball day. The State Boys Basketball Tournament gets underway in about three hours down in uh, Lincoln at the the Devaney Center in Pinnacle Bank Arena. Class A plays today. Uh, Also, conference tournaments are now in full force. The Big Ten the Big East get going today. A lot of the major conferences are underway as well. Nebraska plays tonight at 8 o'clock. You know what all dawned on me? Uh, and and I think tonight, and the line is about 5.5 to 6, which, I don't know, seems kind of right, mm-hmm. considering yeah. Nebraska hasn't won a game in the Big Ten tournament. Minnesota might have one foot out the door in terms of Ben Johnson finishing up year number two and some guys that have already made it known that they're not coming back. and And anything can happen. In the tournament, I mean, it's March. Crazy things can happen. Mm-hmm. I almost stayed up until one thirty this morning watching a Big Sky game that was offensive carnage. Uh, anything can happen. But so Nebraska is a slight favorite in what I believe is going to be one of the more important games that Fred Hoiberg coaches, because everybody expects Nebraska to win.
0: Uh, Here we are again with Minnesota,
1: and there's so much like buildup excitement I did not check the I not check John's site on the NIT (laughs) mock bracket this morning I'm waiting but there's you know people are like "Ah, game's gonna start at eight and by nine ah, Fred and the boys will have this one over (laughs) and and you know if Nebraska's not able to win the night that's a big thud because then the season ends you're not going to the NIT the season is over and like, okay. Then you
0: can declare it over. All right, on I'm going to
1: start to research uh, this uh, Wofford transfer, BJ Mack, that Nebraska has interest mm-hmm. in. So, Nebraska has to win the basketball game tonight. No, no matter they win by a point, they win by a field goal, they win by a yeah. three at the buzzer. Just they win. have they have to win the night. So it's an important game for Fred Hoiberg to continue kind of what they have done because now it's a whole new setting. But it also kind of it, the whole like the last month of the season with Fred Hoiberg and winning six of eight and kind of turning things around and the vibe is different. And the team has real momentum. It's not like it's been a fluke. They have real momentum and they have played well and they found a way to win. And essentially during that stretch, they're a second half against Michigan State to really be on a heater and have more attention towards them than is right now. But yeah. nobody expects them to run the table and win five and five but they expect Nebraska to win a game and to be in the mix for a berth in the NIT. But with all that said, and this year and you know Fred will be back for another year and next year has to be an NCAA trip. Isn't it ironic that they're playing at the United Center? Yeah. So so we're yeah. getting we're getting further away from the days of Iowa State cutting down the nets in Kansas City. We're we're coming up on about a decade. I mean 14-15 was a heck of a run for mm-hmm. Iowa State basketball. But that's getting further away when you've had the four years that Hoiberg has had at Nebraska. And now he goes back to a place where his team that he currently has is in a much different spot. They're in a better spot because he said, we've got to find some leaders. They got some guys that have played well. But at the end of the day, Nebraska's leadership is so much better than it has been in the previous three years. And that's been able to carry them through a stretch where you lose two starters and at times three of your best defenders. But he's going back to a place where people thought Fred Hoiberg's basketball career ended. Yeah. With the Chicago Bulls.
0: You think Gar will be there? Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, I think... <laughs> maybe Fre- Pax? Fred, Fred Fred, won't probably openly admit. He's always got a chip on his shoulder for what happened in Chicago yeah. that he was not dealt a really good hand. He and Maybe some things he couldn't do. But I just find it interesting that he will coach tonight with a team that this is the best that... He has been at Nebraska. He's back in a place where a lot of people thought his coaching career was over and started to doubt him. And people are doubting him at Nebraska that he can do it because the landscape of college basketball has changed when he was at Iowa State and had so much great success. I just find that ironic tonight that Fred Hoiberg, with this Nebraska team playing like this, is back on the floor at the UC.
0: Well, and, and think about what this game could represent. If Nebraska is able to take care of business for the second time in a matter of, what, two, three weeks against this school, against Minnesota, where you're, you're picked to win, there's a little bit more behind you now that you feel like it's justified for people to be excited about this and to really have optimism, that if you were to win this game, that it could all but seal your opportunity to play in a postseason tournament. And what happens from there? NIT or no NIT, we know what Nebraska has to do next year under Fred Hoiberg for this thing to continue under Fred's leadership. That it's, I would agree, kind of a pivotal moment for what Fred is out to do with this basketball program. And you bring up the leadership of this team, the one thing that clearly, when he was in Chicago, and a reason that I will always say he should, and again, you're right, he won't admit it, he should have some maybe ill will towards that entire experience, because when he first arrived in Chicago, people looked at him as the next Steve Kerr. People looked at what he could do, uh, given his basketball acumen, and they promised that he would have the support. They promised that they would, you know, no free agent would be untouchable. They would support him with a roster that he could sort of suggest, handpick, and they would do everything in the front office to proceed and get those types of players and start building something pretty special there in Chicago. There was a lot of empty promises there between Foreman, between Pax and the entire organization look, I don't want to say it's, you know, Fred is without fault, but the support that he had around him, the overall nucleus of that organization, it, it just wasn't present. Now you kind of look at in a different way. If we're just using the common denominator of, of the UC and him having those experiences at the United Center. Looking at how he's being supported either through Trev, from the basketball standpoint of having to sort of reinvent yourself or the way you want to go about being successful in the Big Ten, but also having the full support of doing so, being able to readjust your coaching staff, trying to find the best mix you can to identify what's going to work with you now in this conference. And it does feel like they're, even with a team that is one game above 500 right now, it feels like they could be on to something or he could be on to something. And tonight, if you knock that one down tonight, and I keep saying if, because is anybody 100% that this will happen? Hard, hard to be that way. Even Whether whether you're jaded from Nebraska past or, as you pointed out, Sharpie, you just know what happens in March. Not necessarily even the NCAA tournament, but in conference tournaments. You knock that one down. Again, you feel like you're on something. You feel like you, you are now, you finally have gone through the growing pains of this program in this conference and have something that you can kind of stand on. Some type of foundation that you can stand on that you feel a lot better about going into next year of what you ultimately have to accomplish finishing in the NCAA tournament. Um, the line is still five and a half on FanDuel. Use the promo code ZONE.
1: I think that'll be that kind of a game. It'll be a, uh, there'll be a tension convention moment uh, tonight. But it's... I, you know, I I think there's a lot of people that say, man, Nebraska's going to win. We've we, we kind of even done this. We're so already looking ahead to Maryland. Um, but there's just a lot of irony tonight mm-hmm. uh, with the way uh, Nebraska is uh, playing. Um, coming up on the show, John Fanta's going to join us. So Creighton doesn't play until tomorrow night. They await Villanova and Georgetown, the winner of that game. Now, Who's more likely to pull off an upset, Minnesota or Georgetown? Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Mm-hmm. No, it's not even close. I don't think anybody's thinking that not Georgetown has a chance against Villanova. Uh, John Fanta from the world's most famous arena, MSG, will join us coming up at uh, 9. So this is another part of maybe the selfish part. I don't know selfish is the right word. That you want Nebraska basketball to continue a nice little run and kind of lead into spring football so we don't have to talk about Dylan Raiola every day. <laughs> and now that he's going to USC. Yeah. We we See you you know. you did there. we will uh, talk to somebody that covers him in the uh, Phoenix area, uh, coming up at uh, nine twenty on the show. We will uh, chat with Eric Sorensen, not the Eric Sorensen from D one Baseball, uh, but the Eric Sorensen that covers high school uh, football in uh, Phoenix. And then Brandon Vogel will stop by as well with uh, his uh, thoughts. A busy busy day of basketball. Lincoln. How it's supposed to be. Chicago. New York City. Where are we at? Greensboro, Nashville, Kansas Las City. Vegas, Kansas City. Everywhere you look, there is basketball. It is March Madness. It is the tease before next week where we'll be talking about the first two play-in games a week from today. Mm-hmm. Why March 8th. Where, where has 2023 gone? Where's the college basketball season gone, yeah. honestly? You did say it'd be gone before you know it when it started. Uh, college basketball seemed like it did not start that long ago. Yeah.
0: And it's it's over. Here we are. February wasn't that long. I'm sorry. I know it feels like the longest month. Well, that part's notes, good, but uh, not only is February in the rear view, but uh, we're more than often running to March. Uh, that is the uh, lineup brought to you by the uh, Roof at John Higgins
1: uh, Weather Guard. Uh, where do you think Higgy will be today?
0: Oh, good question. Is, he, was thinking is he in the Sprint? Or gosh, sorry, T-Mobile It'll Center. Always be the Sprint to me. I know. I, I'm with you. Yeah, I think he'll be. I bet, there I bet at he's. Some point. Yeah, I bet he's. Oh, no,
1: no. Well, I pause because. Do they just do one tournament and that, that's where they're going to be? No, he is bounced around. Okay. He likes himself some Vegas. Uh-huh. Hmm. Oh. Maybe at the Pac 12 tournament. Okay. A little bit warmer out in Las Vegas. Was he up at Sioux Falls last night? Uh, he was not. Okay. But. Uh, <laughs> Max Aismas was. North Dakota State was not in Sioux Falls oh, last night. What was worse, though?
0: The Gonzaga final in the West Coast Conference or the <laughs> the Oral Roberts just beat down?
1: I had a bad day in Sioux Falls yesterday.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, both. Both South games Dakota, were. South Dakota
1: what? State and Oral Roberts, men or women and men, respectively, won by almost 40.
0: Now, I wasn't overly surprised by the women's result. You've seen North Dakota State far more than I have. Did that surprise you that they weren't that they got
1: crushed like that? that they
0: weren't as competitive. Yeah.
1: When they were down thirty-one at halftime, yeah. they were down thirty eight in the second half. Oral Roberts was on a mission. Yep. I knew right away when they came out mm-hmm. and they they have a couple of like pet plays that run acemus to get him a good look or uh, a drive and a kick, or they get Vanover, their seven foot five yeah. post player both. Ooh. I was I was watching. I, I watched that entire
0: yeah. game until probably like the last four minutes.
1: Again, and another another guy that did not have to climb on the
0: ladder to cut down yeah. the net. It, you're right though. When you watch him. It, it, almost, brother. it almost pains you though, because of I mean, he's just rail thin. I feel like a, every joint in his body has got to be like aching. Let's so, take that kid to Brahms. So his brother uh I actually
1: I did not meet, but I was in a group. His brother is seven foot, and his brother is—he's the shrimp. He's not—he's built differently. Like he's a bigger guy. More, I bet bet his brother is seven seven foot. I know he's seven foot. I bet his brother is probably seven foot three hundred. Jesus, yeah. So he's filled out compared to his older brother,
0: who is seven foot five. Do they have weight on him, by the way? I mean, I know when you're when you're seven, when I you're seven plus, you I think they list him at seven, five, two thirty. Wow.
1: Holy. But God. you know, when you're seven foot five, Nick, uh, that weight looks a little bit different <laughs> oh, on the body yeah.
0: compared to when you're five, ten, two forty. Oh, if, if you're seven <laughs> foot and you don't weigh at least two fifteen, that's I that's a big problem. It's a real big problem. Even two thirty is well, remember, and, it, and, and it and it you can tell. You watch him, it's like everything is just I, I I everything I'm saying right now is going to come across as me like bagging on the kid. I, I just watching him using the the eyes. It's kind of awkward. I mean, he's hell great rim protector what he had. 6 blocks last night. I mean, he he's a good player, but he'll when you watch guys like that move yes, move around the way he shoots everything, it's just Don Nelson would love it. When them. you're stretched out that much, things are just different. They look different. It looks uncomfortable. He just looks very uncomfortable. He's got a little muscle
1: on him. Uh, you know, I've seen him three times this year. He, His upper body, what they can do with him, they he does have he does have some muscle.
0: But remember the reaction when we first saw Manute Bull? Yes. Mm-hmm. I saw him when he played for the Florida Beach Dogs in person against the Racers, and it was – Now, like he, he was real thin. Yeah.
1: Now, his – you know, Bull Bull, who I saw at Oregon now in the NBA, he was thin as well, mm-hmm. and he had some issues with his legs. yeah but when you're 7 foot 5 and that's the tallest guy I've ever seen like you see Shaquille O'Neal in person I mean Shaquille O'Neal is a huge man you you look at him and go that's a huge man yeah. you look at a Vanover from Oral Roberts and go that's just a tall guy <laughs> right but at 7 foot not 5 that's a master he but he doesn't it doesn't like you watch him on the open floor run to some of us it would be very painful it doesn't appear to be painful for him but i can't imagine as you get older don't you shrink uh, so, so I like, mean, yeah. So, like, thirty uh, but, years from now, Connor Vanover is not going to be seven
0: five. will mean, seven one. he will be seven two. Yeah, like my grandpa shrunk. Like My how many grandpa was up?
1: like six two, six three, and like as he got older before he passed away, I don't know. How, I we were about the same height. That's yeah, that's, that's I, bizarre. I'm not
0: making this up, right? No, there. no. Like, because no, you, you like, do you shrink you, you as do you shrink, get older, but, but is it to that extent? It can be. Wow, my grandpa's similar to what? What he's saying? I know Paul
1: DeMuth and I didn't have that conversation. <laughs> hey, what happened when I, when I was a little kid and sat on your lap? You
0: looked really tall. Now we're the same height. What happened, Gramps? Let me tell you a story about getting old, but it sucks. I I've, I just feel like when you have that, and, and you said uh, leg issues, when you have that much leg, it just it looks like I know. Physiology, like the physiology of it, he does, but it it like looks like someone who doesn't have any cartilage at all. Like when they're running, like there's bone on bone, knee on knee, you see them sit down their knees shoot up past their head. It's just a, everything about it looks so uncomfortable watching them having to like maneuver through doorways. Everything about it looks just so uncomfortable.
1: The people that are that tall will tell you not only that issue or finding clothes, but how about a bed? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's not like Oral Roberts is playing in NBA cities where that's a requirement. NBA hotels, they accommodate mm-hmm. basketball players. Right. You know, the the courtyard by Marriott and Sioux Falls is not, mm-hmm. you know, accommodating a seven foot five player. I gotta imagine that's gotta be super yeah. uncomfortable, you know, crawling into a bed and you're all crumbly you're in a fetal yeah. position. You're you're not you're
0: not stretching out but unless he's, you're cool with having your legs over the He's a nice addition the-
1: and the way they played last night and who they are. 're they're, they're gonna be an extremely popular pick for people yep. when they look at their brackets Sunday night to go Earl Roberts to that line and to that line if they they can find somebody that fits the role of Kevin O'Banner that O'Banner had mm. in the tournament two years ago they're gonna be a tough out God, because what they would that team well.
0: be with O'Baner right now
1: um they I, I think or do you think that there's a something... I think they're better okay they're better now than they were with that team. Because essentially that team was Asmus and O'Banner. Yeah. Now, there are a handful of guys that were on that team that are on the ORU team, but they're deeper and they have one through five that can shoot it. It's just O'Banner in the NCAA tournament was a great compliment to Asmus. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Summit League got what they wanted and they needed, and that's Oral Roberts to uh, win uh, yeah. last night. Yep. All right, if you enjoyed the conversation, we'll talk some Husker hoops, some Creighton hoops, uh, high school state basketball begins at 9 a.m., We get Kevin Sheaf of Wahoo against Jim Weeks of Auburn in a game at 9 a.m. Hello. How you doing, Benji Nelson? He's worth the price of admission for uh, Wahoo. Also, it makes you kind of realize how old you're getting when you're like Wahoo, which were, what, three decades since they had their streak broken? Yeah, Guys that played on that team. Yeah, I mean, Jason Glock's son, Marcus, Mm -hmm. is a pretty good junior at Wahoo. Oh, my God. Yeah, you're going to look at the program, and you're going to go, oh, Okay. I remember, I remember watching Dad here at the Devaney Center play gotcha. basketball. I right, and Bernie Inbody. Yeah. 36 past the hour. nine five one sixteen twenty. if you want to join the conversation at any point this morning. Uh, you can always email us into the Equitable Bank inbox. Gary or Nick at 1620thezone.com or Hanley at 1620thezone.com. I don't, you got to change that email. Uh, I didn't find consistency. You can also uh, get us on uh, Twitter. At Gary Sharp 1620, at Nick 1620, as well on 1620 The Zone. Spin your
0: passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time